Just Thinking with hosts Dara Harrison and Virgil Walker, bringing you week-to-week cultural apologetics as well as social issues from a biblical worldview. This is Just Thinking. Let's think. We are back for another edition of the Just Thinking broadcast. I am Virgil Walker. And I am Daryl Harrison. What's going on, Omaha? Man, it's all you, man. I can I can hear it in your voice. You probably want to let let the listeners know, man, a little bit about what's going on because I I know you're you're battling like like a lot of folks, man, battling the the cold and flu season. Not so much flu, but uh, what's going on with you? Yeah, I think there's definitely something going around, and folks can probably hear it in my voice. Um, battling a bit of a sinus infection as we record mm-hmm. this episode, so I've got some. Uh, stuffiness in my sinuses, man, a sore throat. Uh, my chest is uh, hurting a little bit, uh, mm. you know, but I'm going to try to see if we can uh, can get through this. Yeah. In this episode for the sake of our listeners. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Try to soldier through this and, and just try to battle through it. So uh, okay. I'm ready to go and hope that you know, the Lord will strengthen me during this hour. And we're going to see if we can, uh, give our listeners uh something to hang their hat on absolutely well man it was uh it was definitely i'm I'm, i always enjoy the opportunity uh to go solo but man it's it is tough bro it's not a it's definitely not an easy task i appreciate the listeners who provided some good feedback but it's never as much fun for me uh when when you're not there not available man so uh definitely glad to have you back hoping that through our time together today, you'll get to feel a little bit better, and then next week uh, things will be but will be even better for you after you get some some medicine in you. But man, it's it's good to have you back in 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 any regard. Yeah, thanks, man, and thanks for holding it down last week. I really enjoyed listening to the episode that you did, and it's kind of interesting that the whole uh, situation around Laura Lauren Daigle mm-hmm. uh, really exploded. And I thought yeah. it was a timely episode that you did. I thought you did a fantastic job. And I think, again, you know, to uh, to sort of dovetail on what you were just saying there a second ago, we do these episodes uh, primarily for the benefit of our listeners, right? Mm-hmm. So we have two audiences that we have in mind each week when we record uh, the Just Thinking broadcast. So number one, uh, our sort of wider audience, our wider global audience who can listen to us either through subscribing to the podcast or they can just go out to the bar podcast.com slash JT and listen to the podcast that way, the full version, because sometimes Mm -hmm. we do have extended versions, but then we have our audience that listens to us on urban family talk. Mm -hmm. And for the sake of that medium, which is basically internet radio and it is advertiser uh, supported, we are locked in at a 54 minute hard stop. Right. Uh, for that audience. So um, we have to keep that in mind every week when we're recording uh, these episodes. Uh, but for this episode here, sometimes we just can't tell. Right. We 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 right. have that goal in mind right. of our urban uh, family listeners. But then sometimes do, due to the subject matter that we're dealing with, we may go over that 54 mm-hmm. minute mm-hmm. Uh, sort of hard stop. And that's where uh, listeners to who subscribe to the podcast get the full episode. Right. Uh, so uh, who knows how this episode is going to turn out? Uh, I want to apologize to our listeners in advance. As I said a second ago, I'm not feeling 100% as we record this episode. Yeah. But uh, we love our listeners and we, we don't want to let you guys down. So um, I apologize in advance if you hear some coughing, some sniffling, or things like that. I really am going to try really hard to keep that to a minimum and not mm-hmm. distract you all too much from the discussion that Omaha and I are going to engage in, uh, in this episode. So I appreciate you all hanging in there with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks again, Omaha for holding it down last week. Absolutely. And, uh, we're ready to start off, uh, with a new uh, episode for our listeners, man. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm excited about this one, man. Um, on, on a number of different angles. I can't wait to hear like, like we always say when we do, these episodes, you, you and I don't don't kind of sit down and kind of walk through what the other one thinks or or how the other one thinks about a particular t- uh, subject or topic. You'll just kind of send me, hey, here's what I'm thinking. I'll send you back a thumbs up, and then and then we just kind of we just kind of roll with it. 
and uh, and see, you know, where where one another lands. And so uh, with with this particular uh, episode and, and, and topic, uh, man, it gave me a, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of reading. There was a lot of reading to do. And I, I try to whenever you send me something, man, I try to make sure, uh, you know, hey, I've, I've, I've studied up on the topic. I kind of know what's going on, where you're going. Uh, so that I can I can kind of add some you know add some value to what we're we're discussing. But with this one, man, I'm so I'm so curious to know how how you responded as you walked through uh, you know th- this this particular report. And uh, I- I'll tee it up and then throw it your way, man. You uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. You, you sent me uh, the that you wanted to discuss the report on slavery and racism. In, in the history of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary a report that recently came out. In fact, truth be told, man, uh, I, I remembered hearing something about it, but I had all but forgotten that it was out until you sent me the, you know, the, 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 the topic. And I went, oh, that's right, that's right, and found it. Uh, and then began to go through it and recognize, oh, this is not some quick little blurb summary. This is some really rich detail that uh that, that they actually walked through so I, i'm I'm curious what what your thoughts were how you i mean i'm sure you heard about it a while back but just kind of what your thoughts were as you heard about it and what 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 spawned your excitement to to tee up this for for our conversation uh on this yeah. episode yeah so to answer that first question my reaction when i i first saw it released on twitter mm-hmm. that's where i saw i didn't see the actual tweet from uh Dr. Moeller, Dr. Al Moeller's Twitter account or the Southern uh, Baptist Theological Seminary's Twitter account, I saw it as a retweet with commentary from one of the more well-known social justicians out right, there. Right, right, right. I've I've seen I've seen I believe I've seen probably the same same one. Yeah, who who, yeah. who shall remain nameless? I'm right. not gonna, <laughs> right. I'm not going to name that person. Right. But I saw it as a retweet on Twitter and my initial reaction was uh oh uh oh here we go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. here we go here we go because mm-hmm. the retweet from this particular social justician was exactly what I would have expected right in response to the release of a statement such as what SPTS released. Right, right. Um so SPTS let me just say at the outset here. The statement by uh, under Dr. Uh, Albert Moeller's signature that was released by the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, as you uh, alluded to a second ago, uh, Omaha, the report on slavery and racism in the history of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Mm-hmm. I fully grant Dr. Moeller and everyone who worked on this statement at SBTS the benefit of the doubt that it was formulated it was developed i'm sure they spent countless hours yeah uh wrestling with the wording on this mm-hmm. uh, so i want to give them the benefit of the doubt that in the spirit in which they produce and release the statement that it was well intended right i want to give them the bad the, right. the response the reaction to the release of this report was exactly what what I expected mm-hmm. because now uh as this one particular social justician said oh yeah that's a good first step right that's a good first step <laughs> right N- now now though next we need reparations right we need reparations in the form of tuition forgiveness student loan forgiveness and free tuition right for african americans who want to attend Southern Seminary in the future. Right. So you have two sides of this thing, right? You have the spirit in which Southern Seminary released a statement, which again, mm-hmm. I give them credit for the intention in which they, they did so. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking perhaps, well, perhaps not, but I, th- I think there's a little bit of naivete there in that the reaction that has spawned as a result of the release of that statement is not surprising whatsoever. Mm. And so as you and I uh, uh, agreed and, and, and sort of concurred that we were going to talk about this, my first reaction was, you know, Omaha, well, here we go again. Right. Here we go again, talking about a subject that ref- just refuses to go away. Right. Here we right. are talking about slavery again. Right. 
again, as if right. we haven't visited this subject enough already. Right. It just will not go away. Mm-hmm. It just won't go away. Uh, you know, my question is, why is the evangelical church treating slavery as the one sin, the one sin that warrants the seemingly incessant and ongoing debate? Mm. And I just cannot figure this out. Mm-hmm. So as you and I sort of tee this up on this episode of the Justing and Broadcast, the larger issue for me isn't what Southern Baptist Theological Seminary did in contributing to fostering, propagating, however you want to say it, mm-hmm. a culture of slavery in America. That To me, that's not even the issue. Right. The issue wasn't what Southern Seminary did in the 1850s. Mm-mm. For me, the larger issue is what happened in the Garden of Eden. That's the larger issue for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The larger issue for me is what happened in Genesis chapter three. Right. This, this, because this slavery issue, it's the, uh, it, it's the, I kind of, uh, uh, look at it as being analogous to the hamster on the wheel. Mm-hmm. Once you get the hamster on the wheel, mm-hmm. the hamster can't get off. Right. Right. Can't right. Get off the wheel. Right. And, this, and, and, and we just keep, getting on this slavery wheel. We just keep getting on this wheel of reparations. Instead of mm-hmm. wheel of fortune, this is the wheel of reparations. Right. <laughs> and, and, and so the seminary is now on the wheel of reparations. The only problem with that is that it's not Southern Seminary who's spinning the wheel. Mm. Southern Seminary is the hamster right. on the wheel. And in this case, if I could just, again, use this example of the game show Wheel of Fortune, mm-hmm. it's the social justicians. It's the folks who are proponents of reparations. They're the ones who spin the wheel, mm-hmm. the wheel of reparations to deter and determine what it is Southern Seminary has to pay, mm-hmm. how much and in what form they have to right. pay reparations. Because now that this report is out, it's unavoidable. That mm-hmm. they are going to SBTS is going to continue to be pressured to make this statement, this confession, this admission whole mm-hmm. by bringing uh, by augmenting it with step two of this whole whole uh, repentance uh, uh, position, if you will, repentant position, if you will. They're going to have to make this whole by offering reparations. Right, right. But see, the thing about that is that they're not they're not going to be the ones to determine what those reparations are. Absolutely. 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 As as I as I kind of looked at this, man, I I, I think my my initial response when you told me about it and I looked and saw um, that it was out. uh, Very very similar response. It was like, here we go. You know, here we go again. You know, we've got an issue we've got to revisit. And and it's not as if uh, the Southern Baptist Convention hasn't addressed uh, this issue and its history in the past numerous times. Uh, but but anytime you address those issues, it, it, it's never enough. Some new generation of, of social justice, mm-hmm. jo- social justice is going to come up and decide, well, whatever was said, whatever was done, whatever, um, you know, whatever, whatever genuflecting that was done in the past was was not sufficient uh, repentance. And right. so there's something else that now needs to be, needs to be done. And so that, that was my concern. The other, the other concern that, that I had, man, and I'll just be very candidly uh, about this is just that, you know, uh, with all due respect to Dr. Al, Al- I, I just, I, I've, I've seen him on the issue of, of, of slavery, of, um, of injustice, uh, just kind of swing and miss at times. Uh, I, I've yeah. seen I've seen him I've seen him swing and hit, and I've also watched him swing and miss. And and what I mean by swing and miss is I, I've watched him at times kind of capitulate to the social social justice warriors that are out there who desire, um, you know, for him and others like him in his position of power um, to do a little bit in the way of of checking their their white privilege. And yeah. while he's while he's never used that language, 
uh, I, I've just I've just watched him kind of capitulate to some of the some of the nuanced issues and where I'd love for him to stay and stand strong on the gospel. Uh, he you know, he, he's, he's not he's not ready to to maybe st- to state things as 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 vocally as I, as I would like to hear uh, mm-hmm. as vocally. Let me say it this way, as vocally as those who've signed the statement of social justice have been vocal about the issue. He's kind of stayed away from it. He's not made any, any attempt to say, Hey, we validate this. I mean, there's, there's been this kind of, kind of waffling with that in mind, I was concerned about where this particular report would go. And, and so it's been interesting as, as I've kind of read through it in preparation for our show today. um, You know, there, there were a lot of things there's, there's a, there's, there's a hand, there's a couple of things that I, that I wish language wise were, were said differently, but, but for the most part, I've, I've been relatively pleased with, with, with how things were worded and how the information was captured. And I know we'll get into some of that, but, but in, in addition to that, man, I was just really um, just concerned about the same, to the same point you made, I was concerned about, how it would be used and how it would be viewed, uh, you know, by others who ha- who have no g- good intention uh, about about unity within the body of Christ, uh, about recognizing sin to the point you you may just briefly, but 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 perfectly about the reality of of Genesis three and how all of us are are fallen in Adam, um, recognizing that those who are in Christ still deal with issues of the flesh uh, and that we, and that the, that the Bible speaks specifically for how we're to operate uh, with this and that we don't have to adopt the culture, the cultural norms uh, when, when it comes to sin amongst brothers. So anyway, with that, with that said, man, that was kind of my, my initial take on it when I, when I, when I got it and walked through it. Yeah. You and I don't gris- disagree at all with that. We kind of see this uh, topic through the same prism Uh, I think what frustrates me about having to sit here and talk about this subject of slavery yet again Mm -hmm. is that the social justicians, uh, the woke evangelicals out there, if you will, are making an issue of the fact that this was a seminary that sinned. And -hmm. I don't really know why that's so surprising to folks. Right, right. Sinners run seminaries. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> that's I mean, a tweet really right there that's that's a tweet that's tweetable right there that's a tweet that's a tweet I'm, right there i really i'm not trying to be facetious or no cash. i get it i get i know you're not i know better sinners run seminaries mm-hmm. um it's 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 no different than when a pastor of a church sins mm-hmm. pastors are sinners despite the title mm-hmm. despite their title pastors are sinners and it really shocks me that folks are surprised that a statement like this, which is very transparent, I will give Dr. Mola credit for that. The mm. wording was extremely transparent, mm-hmm. and I'll give them credit there. But why are people shocked by these admissions that are inherent within this report? Mm-hmm. Uh, I really don't understand why people are surprised by that. Uh, Prior to just a personal story, prior to me uh, becoming a member at the church that I'm at now, I'm I'm a, I'm a member of a Reformed Baptist congregation now. Mm-hmm. But immediately prior to that, I was a member of a Southern Baptist church for uh, 28 years. Not the same church. One church, one Southern Baptist church. I was a member for 23 years. Wow. Following that, I was a member of another Southern Baptist church for five years. Mm-hmm. The Southern Baptist Church that I was a member of for five years, their history goes all the way back to 1823. Their origins wow. go back to 1823. Wow! So they're soon to be a 200 year old congregation, still mm-hmm. still uh, flourishing today. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I was going through the new members class at that Southern Baptist Church, uh, which I joined in September of 2009. Uh, one of the first things that they gave me was sort of a uh, a, a, a historical account of the church. So the church began in 1823, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until 1827 that the congregation had a vote. They voted. They had to vote to uh, admit Black blacks. people yeah. as members. Yeah. Yep. Now, 
I remained at this church for five years. Right. Now, the social justice would have would argue, well, Daryl, you should have gotten up and walked out. How dare you join that church? Mm-hmm. You know, you should never have even joined that church with a history such as that. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no. I would argue this. Uh, a church is for redeemed sinners. Mm-hmm. A church is for redeemed sinners. Uh, and it's amazing to me the, how should I put this, the behavioral standard, the standard of righteousness that Christians hold to one another that mm-hmm. God himself doesn't even hold us to. <laughs> right, right. God himself doesn't even hold us to this. See, so we 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 uh, avail ourselves of the grace of God. Mm-hmm. We avail ourselves of the soteriological promises of God, namely one that, you know, when you come to faith in Christ, there's forgiveness available to you through the substitutionary propitiatory atoning death of Christ on the cross. And Mm -hmm. as scriptures promise us, right? God, he tosses our sins as far as the East is from the West and he Mm -hmm. remembers them against us no more. Mm -hmm. Now, how, how is it that we can appropriate such promises of God to ourselves? Right, right. But we can't apply that same grace to others. Right. No, what, what what we want is, see, this is what I call repentance with an asterisk, mm-hmm. you see. Mm-hmm. So the social justicians, they don't just want Southern people, uh, institutions like the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary to come clean on their quote-unquote racist history. That's no. not just, that's not all they want. No, that's so a good them, start. That's a good yeah, start. Yeah, that's a good start. That's a good right. starting point. Right. But see, for the social justician, repentance is like a board game it's like hopscotch so <laughs> what we have is repentant hopscotch going on right okay southern okay southern put the like like from the hood where i used to play hopscotch we would use a rock so right. you put a rock on number one okay okay that's a good okay do your report on slavery that's a good start okay now put your rock on number two mm-hmm. and then number three and you gotta hop the you gotta hop each number right Making sure you don't step on the line, or you got you got to go back, right, <laughs> and start over, right. You see, and see, here's the problem: the social justicians, the woke, the pro reparationists, they're the ones who make the rules of the game. Mm-hmm. So you you got a double whammy facing you. They have you playing this reparations game with them, and then mm-hmm. they make the rule. You have to play by their rules. Mm-hmm. And their rules, it's like I said, on, on, on when this thing broke this uh, this past week, one of the things I said on Twitter is that you cannot satiate the woke. No. You cannot satiate the woke. The woke will not be satisfied Mm-mm. ever, Mm-mm. ever. So to me, this, this, this is why this issue is bigger than Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Right. You cannot be so selective. Uh, and when I mean, when I say you, I mean the social justicians out there, the woke evangelicals who are pressuring Southern to, you know, that this report was just a good first step. See, you, you cannot, <clears throat> excuse me. You cannot uh, uh, play this game of reparationist hops, hopscotch with woke evangelicals because they're the ones who tell you what those reparations are to be. Mm-hmm. And they will, they will never end. They will never exhaust themselves of what it is that you owe them. Mm-hmm. You see? So for me, <coughs> excuse me, the issue, as I said earlier, is bigger than Southern seminary. This mm-hmm. the issue here is Genesis three and what gave rise, what gives rise to slavery to begin with. That's why this is a big issue. I, I'm, uh, uh, I recall something Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones said once. The doctor, D. Martin Lloyd-Jones, said this. He says, it is our union with Adam that accounts for all our trouble. Mm. It is our union with Adam that accounts for all our trouble. Now, why is that quote so significant and so uh, important and germane to our conversation here today? The reason Jones's words are so important. Again, he said, it is our union with Adam that accounts for all our trouble, all our trouble, including slavery. 
slavery, all slavery is sin. So if you're gonna if you're going to call out Southern Seminary for the role it played in facilitating slavery in America, mm-hmm. you have to deal with all slavery in America. You have to deal with all of it. Why partition out? Why compartmentalize Southern Seminary and sit them out as an example? Why not deal with all slavery? Mm -hmm. All slavery. Mm -hmm. Now, let me give you an example of why woke evangelicals and social justices don't want to deal with all slavery. This is a fact right here. The census of 1830. Nearly 30 years before Southern Mm -hmm. Seminary was founded. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The United States census in 1830, there were 3,775 free black people who owned 12,740 black slaves. Mm -hmm. This is 30 years before Southern Seminary opened its doors. Right. what, What do we do with that? Mm-hmm. Okay, where is the call? Where are the calls for reparations from those nearly four thousand free black slave owners who own nearly thirteen thousand people who look like them? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Where were the? Um, wh- what about the 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 Native Americans who owned black slaves? Oh, that's a historical fact as well. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to go and call out Southern Seminary for reparations, how is it, how can you justify leaving other participants in that institutional sin? How can you leave them unaccountable? Mm-hmm. How can you leave them to themselves and, and say, no, 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 no. They're not in the same category, but they are. Right. If we're going to deal with slavery, let's deal with all slavery in America. Mm-hmm. You see, you, you don't see. Here's, here's why this, the, the issue is not Southern Seminary. The issue is sin. Omaha, right. you and I have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this so much, man. I'm sick of talking about it. Right, right. I'm sick of talking about it because we dealt with this. We've dealt with this on this on the Just Thinking broadcast. I've dealt with this exhaustively on my blog right right, at justthinking.me i've dealt with this exhaustively and what people don't seem to realize is that you can't cure sin Mm -mm. through reparations you can't cure sin through reparations you cure sin through redemption amen that's how you cure sin you don't cure sin. the issue is sin the Mm -hmm. issue is not slavery is if the issue were reparations someone answered me this question what 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 formula do you use? <laughs> right, what right, objective, right. What objective formula? See, this is a trick question. The social justicians will not be able to answer this question. This is a trick question. What objective? Emphasis on objective. What objective formula do you use to calculate what type of reparations are warranted, how much, to whom, and to what extent? Right. What formula, what objective formula do you use? And you and I already know this, Omaha, that when it comes to reparations, the form is always monetary. Absolutely. It's always monetary. Now we have people demanding that Southern uh, Southern Seminary offer uh, student loan forgiveness, monetary. That they offer free tuition, Mm -hmm. monetary, Mm -hmm. monetary. But see, the thing about it is nobody wants to deal with the genesis of slavery. Right. Nobody wants to deal with that. Mm-mm. You see, black people, when they were still in Africa, were enslaving one another. Right. And we just talked a second ago about how free black people in America, even before Southern Seminary existed, were enslaving one another. Mm-hmm. They were enslaving one another. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 
I don't know. You probably hear the frustration in my voice. I, I'm just frustrated <laughs> that here we are having. Here we are again. Here we are again having to having to constantly look backwards at a at a time. And again, the the facts are the facts. I mean, the 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 report to the and you alluded to this. The report did a fantastic job at uncovering the facts, right? At uncovering the issues that were there. At at walking through who did what to whom. I mean, it even went into such great detail as to deal with, um, you know, what what sermons were preached by whom, when Mm -hmm. that advocated the wrong kinds of kinds of kinds of things. And so, you know, and and if if we if we evaluate those people through the lens of their day. That I I didn't find anything remarkable about what they said or did. Neither did I. Neither did I. There was was nothing profound in anything. No. No, I, I I thought th- this is a this is a person who is a product of of their time. Now again, that doesn't that doesn't wipe away that doesn't that doesn't nullify the wrongness, the sinfulness of the action. It just it just provides a lens by which we examine what what they were doing and why they were doing it. Still makes it wrong. Still still we because because the basis that we that we judge those things by is, is the scripture. But I, I didn't sense in the report. Any minimization of mm-hmm. of the action, any kind of downplay, any kind of you know we we we've got to we got to you know we got to think about this now. This was kind of how things were back then. It was just a flat out. Here's what they did. Here's what was said, and here's here here's uh, how how it was done. The thing that yeah. the thing that kind of the thing that kind of tripped me up, man, I, and, and I want to get your thoughts on this as well, was the timing. I just I just thought that the the timing of it all was was strange in light of we're talking about kind of the crown jewel of the Southern Baptist uh, theological education, you know, uh, S- Southern. I mean, that's, that's, that's the, that's the crown jewel, right? That's the, that, yeah. that's, that's the, that's the big wig. So it, it was 1995 when the Southern Southern Baptist uh, convention issued their, um, their, their resolution on racial reconciliation. They did this at the 150th anniversary uh, of the of the Southern Baptist Convention, I mean, it was a big deal. It was big, big headlines, all of that stuff. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, not not long after that, uh, you had you had um, you had Fred Luter, yeah. who in in 2012 will become the first uh, black president of the Southern Baptist Convention. And so, so here we are, you know, 23 years after the resolution. Um, and, and at least, what are we, seven, five, five years, five years after Luder, and we're still talk. we're still, I mean, we're still dealing with this issue, uh, and, and, and in the report, it kind of alluded to, you know, maybe some of the thinking that, that were, that was around it under the, under the letter from the president, he, he had mentioned, you know, that, that there were those who were, who were kind of looking into that past, looking back into the history. And so while, while much of it he felt was known, uh, they thought it was, they thought it was, it was a smart thing to do in, in light of even other institutions, which I, I kind of found a little problematic because they, they had mentioned, um, the, 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 uh, the project that, uh, that Princeton University, a secular institution undertook to kind of uncover the, the racist past of, of, of Princeton. And so they thought, you know, in light of, all of the, you know, all that, that issue and other issues, you know, maybe it was incumbent upon them to go back and examine with specificity uh, and, 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 you know, trying to dot all the I's and cross all the T's with regard to putting all of the information out there that they had access to, uh, putting that into one report. And so I just wonder what your thoughts were, the timing and, and, and kind of when and, and, and all of that, I mean, in light of where we are in current culture and society. Yeah, you know, Omaha, I, the, the timing, the question of timing never crossed my mind. Okay. To be honest with you, it never crossed my mind. I just took the report for what it was. But I do appreciate the comments that you just made because when you talk about the re- the resolutions that Southern Seminary passed back in uh, 1995, mm-hmm. the thought that came to my mind was, as I was listening to you just now is the reason we're still talking about this is because resolutions don't regenerate. Anyway. <laughs> Resolutions don't regenerate. Electing first black presidents of don't fix it. Don't fix anything. Nope. Nope. That's and I, I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know our gram our grammar on that was bad, but still. Yeah. <laughs> it man. doesn't fix anything. It doesn't fix anything. 
Resolutions don't regenerate. No. You know what? You know what else doesn't regenerate? Reparations. Mm. Reparations don't regenerate. Reparations do nothing to change a person's heart. Right. And see, here's the here's the inherent irony of what many woke evangelicals and social justicians are asking Southern Seminary to do as an institution. They are asking Southern Seminary as an institution to repent. Mm. Now, who? Who is required to repent? Who yeah. repentance is needed of who? Repentance People. is needed of sinners. Yes. So you are inherently demanding that an institution run by sinners repent mm-hmm. not only of the institution's historical involvement in slavery in America, but you're also asking them to pay reparations mm-hmm. in the form of free tuition in the form of student loan forgiveness now mm-hmm. here, here see here's here's my thought on that the whole reparations thing so here's here's the deal when you demand when you demand reparations as if and i say this metaphorically when you demand reparations as if at the point of a gun mm-hmm as some social justices are doing in light of the statement released by SBTS, when mm-hmm. you demand reparations at the point of a gun, what you get is acquiescence, not repentance. Mm, that's you get good. Acquiescence. Buddy. Yeah. You get acquiescence. That's me saying to you, Omaha, all right, this is, this is analogous to the parable Jesus uh, uh, used of the woman who kept knocking at the judge's door. The judge mm-hmm. said the judge ended up giving the woman justice sake, but so she would keep she would quit bothering him. <laughs> right, 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 right. Omaha. You right. remember that that parable, right? Absolutely, yeah. It wasn't for justice sake that he responded to her entreaties, her incessant banging on the door, wanting to get some sleep. Mm-hmm. So he says, "Listen," he said, "I'm going to." See that this woman gets she out, is what he said. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is what the social justice is today. If Southern uh, gives in to their demands, mm-hmm. they'll get acquiescence. Mm-hmm. They won't get repentance. Right. Acquiescence and repentance are two totally different things. Yeah. So don't don't mistake one for the other. Mm-hmm. But even beyond that, this whole matter of reparations we really need to break this down uh biblically uh because i don't know that uh folks will spend enough time trying to understand um repentance and its relationship to uh reparations uh biblically speaking so one text i want to go to because that's what we do on that's the what we do broadcast. man let's we, do it let's do it we open the word of god so omaha why don't you go with me man to uh first samuel chapter 20 First chapter, First Samuel chapter twenty. I probably tricked a lot of listeners right now because they probably thought I was going to uh, Luke chapter nineteen. No, I'm not going there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going there. Not yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole Zacchaeus thing, because that, that's I mean, that's that's a, <laughs> that's that's a that's a gold mine for uh, woke evangelicals out there, man. Mm-hmm. They go to Zacchaeus mm-hmm. account of Luke nineteen. Now I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that. Yep. Yep. But right now, I want to start in First Samuel chapter twenty. So this is where David is running for his life. Okay, David is running for his life from King Saul, who was attempting mm-hmm. to have him killed. But as we know, Saul's son and David were like brothers. Mm-hmm. Jonathan, Saul's son Jonathan, was uh, man. David and Jonathan were like brothers. They have have one of the closest relationships in all of uh, Scripture, mm-hmm. and and Jonathan is helping to protect David. Uh, from King Saul, Jonathan's father. And I think there's a precept here in 1 Samuel 20, verse 1, that we need to understand as it relates to how this whole idea of this this biblical principle of reparations is being twisted, Mm. being misrepresented. So let me read 1 Samuel 20, verse 1 from the (laughs) non-Arminian Standard Bible. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, 1 Samuel 20, verse 1. Then David fled 
from Naoth in Ramah and came and said to Jonathan, what have I done? What is my iniquity? And what is my sin before your father that he is seeking my life? Mm -hmm. Don't miss the personal pronouns in those questions that David Mm -hmm. is asking. Mm -hmm. He says what? What have I done? Right. What is my iniquity? And what is my sin before your father that he is seeking my life? Now, why is that verse germane to what we're talking about in this episode of the Just Thinking Broadcast on the Southern Seminary statement on race and slavery? Here's why it's germane. Because David is asking the fundamental question when it comes to repentance and reparations, especially as it relates to what the social justicians out there are are trying to uh, get Southern Seminary to cave into doing. Mm -hmm. David asks, what have I personally done? What have I done to Saul? What have I done, Jonathan, to your father? What have I done? What is my iniquity that I've committed against your father to where he's seeking my life? So that's the first question. There must have been a sin committed. What is the sin? What is the specific personal sin that anyone at Southern Seminary today has committed as it relates to fostering an environment of slavery? Right. What is it? What is the sin? What is the specific objective sin? It's the same question David was asking. What have I done? Mm -hmm. What has Southern Seminary done in 2018 Mm -hmm. to warrant demands for reparations? What have they done? My point here is that sin is personal. Sin is personal. Mm -hmm. And because sin is personal, repentance is likewise personal. I cannot repent for your sin, uh, Omaha, can I? No. I cannot repent for your sin. Mm-mm. Conversely, you cannot repent of my sin. Right. Okay? You cannot. So let's jump to Luke 19 and the account of Zacchaeus and Jesus' uh, engagement there. In Luke 19, verses 1 through 8. Let me flip there real quick. Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 8, because I think we have the same principle here as we just saw in 1 Samuel chapter 20. Mm-hmm. Luke 19, verses 1 through 8. This is where Christ uh, interacts with Zacchaeus. I'm going to read all eight verses. Luke 19, verses 1 through 8. He entered Jericho. This is Jesus. He entered Jericho and was passing through. And there was a man called by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and he was rich. Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was and was unable because of the crowd for he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree in order to see him for he was about to pass through that way. When Jesus came to that place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus hurry and come down for today. I must stay at your house. And he hurried and came down and received him gladly. When they saw it, they all began to grumble saying, He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Mm -hmm. Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. Now, that's a passage that social justicians and woke evangelicals hold on to with fervor. I mean, mm-hmm. you get into mm-hmm. a dialogue, you engage into a discourse with them. This is going to be one of the first texts they go to right. as an apologetic for uh biblical reparations. Right. This is one of the this is one of their go-to texts. But what I want to focus on is Zacchaeus's own words in verse 8 mm-hmm. in Luke chapter 19. <clears throat> Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, "Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor." comma. Now let's stop right there. The first thing, the first point we want to make here is that Zacchaeus acknowledged that Jesus, he addressed Jesus as Lord. 
Okay, so we must assume from that that Zacchaeus was a believer. Was a believer, number one. But then beyond that, he says, half of my possessions I will give to the poor. You have two biblical principles principles here. Number one, Zacchaeus's offer of giving half of his possessions to the poor was volitional. Mm-hmm. Jesus did not demand this of him. That's good. Jesus did not demand that Zacchaeus do this. There is no inference or implica- uh, or, or uh, implicit mm-hmm. uh, uh, wording in this text that said Jesus demanded or required that Zacchaeus do this. This was a volitional response, a willing gesture on Zacchaeus's part. Mm-hmm. Jesus did, Jesus had nothing to do with him saying that as a demand, as a requirement. Right. Okay. Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor. He said, I will give. The social justician would have taken half yes. of yes. Zacchaeus's possession. Yes. It would have been required. It would have been required. Mm-hmm. It would have been demanded. Right. They would have taken half of Zacchaeus's possession. Okay, let's see what's going on after that comma. Zacchaeus has stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor, comma, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. Now, the social justician always likes to point to the fact that Zacchaeus gave back four times as much. Mm -hmm. But that's a misinterpretation of that text. They assume that Zacchaeus gave back four times as much. Right. But that is a that is a total misinterpretation of the text because what does he say before that? He says, if I have defrauded anyone. If I have defrauded anyone. Mm-hmm. He personalizes his sin. He personalizes it, he personalizes it though, based on an objective definition of what defrauding someone means. Right. He says, if I have defrauded anyone. Now, to defraud someone, you must be able to substantiate objectively that you've been defrauded. Mm-hmm. The social justician would argue, well, they would argue that on the basis of ethnicity alone. Right. So in in their case, for instance, what's happening with a lot of folks who are responding to the Southern Baptist Seminary statement, they are specifically asking for student loan forgiveness and free tuition. Mm-hmm. Not because people were defrauded on the basis of student loans or tuition. Right. They're wanting Southern Seminary to give in to that demand simply because on the basis of the person's ethnicity. So right. it's only black students who needs to have their student loans forgiven. It's black, potential black enrollees, potential black seminarians who Southern Seminary needs to offer the free tuition to. That, in in that paradigm, that context, that has nothing to do with Zacchaeus here. But they will will reach out and grab Luke 19, you know, throw it up against the wall and hope it sticks. Yeah, right, right. You see, but as Zacchaeus is arguing, he he is volitionally offering to make a situation right. He's already Mm -hmm. repented. He says, behold, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor. He said, I will give to the poor. And and if if I have defrauded, if I have defrauded. So you have repentance, and then you have potential reparations here in Zacchaeus' words, if it can be established that he defrauded someone. Right. And and the and the basis it, it, the basis of determining that is not simply based upon the color of one's skin. It, it's exactly not it's right. not it, it's not just this generic open ended idea that uh you know all Jews have been defrauded at some point uh with regard to the issue of taxes and so every every Jew should get it's that that's not how this is even where it's not even the context 
by which this is set up and established. Right. Exactly right. So I see the subjectivity here is just amazing. This goes back to my point earlier. If you're going to, uh, if you're going to hold Southern Seminary to account for its role in uh, propagating slavery in America in the 1800s, why not deal with all slavery in America? Mm-hmm. Why not deal with everybody who had a role in it? Mm-hmm. Everybody. There are plenty. There are plenty of ethnicities and cultures that cultures that had their hand in the American slave trade. Not just the trade, but once it was once slavery was established um, and accepted as as an accepted practice in America, there were many ethnicities that had their hand in it. Mm-hmm. Many, and I think people may be uh, surprised to learn that in America, slavery was first legalized in the North. Mm-hmm. It wasn't legalized first in the South. Mm-hmm. Now, South the South is where it flourished. But slavery was first legalized in northern states, you know, so there's a whole um, aspect of slavery in America that we don't talk about a lot. Right. That doesn't necessarily have a, a direct connection with what we're talking about in this episode with respect to Southern Seminary. My point is this, is that when you're going to deliberately be subjective about uh, pointing fingers Mm-hmm. at either an individual or an institution that had an involvement in slavery, yet you're going to deliberately leave other institutions and individuals out. That's hypocrisy. <laughs> right. You're, you're a hypocrite at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. You're not a social justice. You're not a social justice warrior. You're not woke. You're a hypocrite. Right. You're a hypocrite. And I'm going to give you another personal testimony here, Omaha. Uh, on my paternal side of the family, my paternal side of the family's our roots go all the way back to the Guinea-Bissau in Ghana, West Africa. Mm. More specifically, I come. you are listening right now. You're engaging with a black man whose paternal roots go back to a tribe of people in Guinea-Bissau, Africa, who sold their own people mm. into slavery mm-hmm. in exchange for farming tools. Wow. I come from a tribe of rice farmers, mm-hmm. rice harvesters. My people engaged in the trading of their own people. Mm. Now, my question to you is this, Omaha, who do I get my reparations from? Right, 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 right. When, when, you, begin, when you begin to go down this line, it, it begins to become a, a blurred mess. You've got, in, in addition to your situation that you brought up that's personal to you, you also have you also have African Americans who've now married into white culture. You know how how do, how do we determine how do we determine right. which which side of which is going to pay and who's going to receive? You know, in the in, in about minute and a half that we have left, man, what 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 message should we take from this from this whole uh, uh, you know report that's out? You know, I, I just want to quote from uh, th- there's a an author, a screenwriter by the name of Phil Valentine. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Mr. Valentine really sums this up quite well, quite profoundly here. Uh, Phil Valentine said this. He says, you don't right the wrongs of the past by wronging the people of the present. That's great. You don't right the wrongs of the past by wronging the people of the present. And I'll just leave it at that. That's great. I think that's a great, great way for us to wrap up this edition of the Just Thinking broadcast. Join us next week for another episode. Thanks and God bless.